0: Master ahead in the game with the red light on i'm just waiting for the change head down low. hi i'm jason and you are listening to the slippery slope so today is the 3rd of january 2022 very important article i need to discuss today and it is published on rt.com the headline says the new law or new law allows for warrantless spying on Australians. Where next? The Australian Signals Directorate, Canberra's equivalent of Britain's GCHQ or the US National Security Agency, will be granted sweeping new powers to spy on Australians for the first time since its November 1947 founding. And this is written by Kit Clarenberg, who's an investigative reporter. The article goes on to say the move allows the agency to collect signals intelligence on individuals within the country without a warrant, although allegedly only in situations where there is an imminent risk to life. Domestic domestic terror suspects are cited as a key target in the Directorate's crosshairs and it will also collect intelligence on conjunction with the Australian Defence Force for military per- operations. With ministerial authorization, now, isn't this amazing? We can have these laws that they want to bring in with you know um, spying, basically spying on people without a warrant, and and I love the fact that they they will justify this um, only in situations where there is an imminent risk to life. Now the issue is obviously who decides that there is an in- imminent. Risk to life, what happens when it uh when the facts aren't put forward as they should be, and we we're made to believe okay what happens when the facts are falsified, and we're led to believe that there is that there is an imminent risk to life, but there's not i mean could that ever happen? Well, ask yourself the question: has it ever happened before in history? Ooh, damn straight it has. Ah, okay, it goes on to say, rules governing the reform and protecting citizens' privacy will be published on the agency's website <laughs> and subject to review and scrutiny by the Australian Parliament's Sec- Sec- Security and Intelligence Committee. While framed as sincerely concerned with keeping Australians safe, experts have expressed grave reservations about the development. Among them is John Blaxland, professor of international security and intelligence studies at the Australian National University. He is himself a military intelligence veteran who warned the powers were ripe for abuse. Love that phrase, they're ripe. They're ripe for abuse, you know. Perfect. Perfect for the pl- for the picking. Goes on to say I'm a former insider. I have a much greater appreciation of the need for checks and balances because power tends to corrupt, he cautioned. (laughs) My concern is the legislation we put forward is being drafted by insiders. It's drafted with their own concerns in mind. And isn't this always the problem? When people go and draft this this legislation, this kind of legislation, but it's for their own nefarious purposes, they're the ones that are seeing it only from their point of view only from the point of view of their agency and it's whatever is that they think is the for the um, for the betterment of that particular agency without looking at the overall picture it goes on to say that drafted by insiders the legislation certainly was it's inspired by the findings of an extensive review by Dennis Richardson former chief of Australian security intelligence A- organisation which is the country's FBI Oh, it's, we, we call ASIO, conducted in close consultation with Australia's assorted intelligence services in a manner akin to foxes being quizzed on how best to guard a hen house. And isn't that the truth? So this was published in December 2020. His appraisals discussion of author, uh, of authorizations noted that these agencies can already conduct... Warrantless intelligence gathering, if they believe it to be necessary, proportionate, reasonable, and justified. After the 9/11 attacks, we started some extreme changes to our surveillance and our um and our national security. Uh, extreme changes from from way back then, and but I love the way that you know they can already conduct warrantless intelligence gathering. As long as it's, if they believe it to be, it's necessary, proportionate, reasonable, and justified. So who's making the decision whether it is one of those, whether it is all of those things? I mean, it's easy to say, oh, is it necessary? Oh, yeah, I I think it's necessary. Yeah. Is it proportionate? Well, depends. Depends on what you think proportionate is. In my perspective, it's proportionate. The person who's having the surveillance conducted mightn't think it's proportionate, but I think it is. Is it reasonable? Again, I believe it's reasonable. Others might not, but hey, I'm making the decision and justify it. Well, realistically, people justify anything they want. You can, in your own mind, you can justify it. You can write it up, justify it anyway. Um, We've seen that recently with... uh, with the mandates that have come across, especially here in Australia, you know human rights stated that you are not allowed to, um, or that we cannot uh, force people to undergo medical procedures against their will, uh, and yet we've seen government agencies all across the country. Um, they state, yes, this is in the human rights. You're not allowed to force. Uh, you're not allowed to force these things. However, they immediately justify it. And I can back that up, I've got the documentation to prove it. Um, Anyway, it's a different story. So it's easy to justify. So leaked documents exposed by journalist Annika Smethurst in April 2018 show that high-level plans for untrammeled domestic spying by the Australian Signals Directorate date back even further. It's (laughs) untrammeled. they revealed how the respective heads of australia's defence and home affairs ministries had discussed allowing the agency to access citizens emails bank records and text messages without approval or trace a government source told smethurst they were horrified by the proposals given there is no actual national security gap this is aiming to fill (laughs) Oh, it's laughable. If it wasn't so serious, it would be laughable. Um, You know. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Australian Federal Police raided both the alleged leaker of the files and Smithhurst the next year. So they raided them in 2019. I believe I remember this story. Uh, In a perverse irony, the charges against her were dropped in May 2020 as Australian High Court judges unanimously ruled that the warrant secured from a magistrate in relation to the raid was invalid, because it not only misstated the terms of the offence, but was also ambiguous, if not outright absurd. Well, who would have thunk it that the Australian Federal Police, you know, the, the pinnacle of policing in Australia... <laughs> Maybe tried to cut a few corners when they were when they were trying to um when they were trying to execute a warrant against Methurst, uh the whistleblower. Who would have thought that? Uh the warrant lacked the clarity required to fulfil its basic purposes of adequately informing Methurst why the search was being conducted and providing the executing officer and those assisting in the execution of the warrant with reasonable guidance to decide which things came within the scope of the warrant, the High Court damningly concluded. In other words, it was impossible to know from the warrant's wording what the investigation actually concerned what evidence or information was sought and what, if any, crime she may or may not have committed. So this gets down to the crux of the whole problem with this warrantless searches. You know, when when it comes back to oh is it um is it justified, is it reasonable? Um you know, is it necessary? Is it proportionate? Well the AFP, the Australian Federal Police can't even get it right when they have to actually write a warrant. They still don't even get the facts right. I mean they're just they're so blasé about it. Um, <laughs> they can't even write the warrant up properly. They can't even intelligently communicate what it is that they were looking for or what crime supposedly, allegedly, Smithhurst had, had committed. That's laughable. It's, it's also criminal. I'd love to know, were these AFP officers, were they charged? They should have been charged with something. Stupidity, maybe. Misuse of these capabilities is also inevitable. In 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled warrants were mandatory for domestic intelligence gathering. Two years later, a Senate Senate investigation found that the NSA and other U.S. intelligence agencies had nonetheless been engaged in in unauthorized spying on American citizens, including anti-war protesters, civil rights activists, and political dissidents monitoring all their private communications from telephone conversations to telegrams. To telegrams. Precious moments. This led to the 1978 Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which made it a dedicated criminal offence to eavesdrop on American citizens without judicial oversight. Yet, goes on to say, yet it was revealed in late 2005 that the NSA had all along continued legally intercepting the phone calls and digital communications of U.S. citizens with the witting help of major telecoms giants, which passed copies of all emails, web browsing and other internet traffic to and from its customers at home and abroad to the agency and its British counterpart GCHQ. Files disclosed in 2013 by whistleblower Edward Snowden, confirmed this criminal dragnet was truly global in scale and very much ongoing. The U.S. Supreme Court had ruled warrants were mandatory for domestic intelligence gathering. And yet, it seems like the the NSA just completely ignored, completely ignored it. (laughs) They found that the U.S. intelligence agencies had just, had nonetheless engaged in unauthorized spying. Ah, oh, okay, listen, we're going to, we find that warrants are necessary. Oh, okay, that's very good. We're just going to ignore what you say and continue on the merry way and do whatever the heck we want. This is, it's all very weird. It goes on to say in this article, talking about key component components of this international spying network known as Five, five Eyes are situated in Australia at the Pine Gap and Codgerina, satellite surveillance bases according to investigative legend how do you get that title as investigative legend who knows duncan campbell around 80 percent of the messages intercepted by the latter which employs us and british staff in key posts are sent automatically to gchq and the nsa while every five-eye member can theoretically veto requests for such for such material when you're a junior ally like canberra which is the capital of australia you never refuse, Canberra records. Oh, I love it. Australia, we like, to, we like to parade ourselves as being part of the big boys. But, you know, in the Five Eyes situation, um, London, Washington, they say they want some information. Canberra just says, yes, sir. Okay, whatever you want, sir. My goodness. Hey, this article goes on for a little bit. All I, can, all I really wanted to say... I'm going to leave the links up for this article. I think it's very interesting. But this has been going on for a while, like I said, since, since um, 9-11 occurred, really. We're just getting further and further along with warrantless spying on Australians, okay? We're, we're, we're on a very dangerous path. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. They will take me higher I'm on fire Because Nothing's going